My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Then I started podcasting as my second act. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Are you, I'm asking for a friend, are you required to have Thanksgiving food if you're not really hosting a Thanksgiving? This will be the first year, unfortunately, because of COVID procedures, COVID Thanksgiving procedures, where unfortunately my mom can't come over, Al can't come over, your parents can't come over, no extended family can really come over, my sister, my niece can't come over. So it's just like going to be us. So like, do we? The way you said that sounded like pitiful. Well, I know, but I mean, like, do we? I love like Thanksgiving food, but I hate making it. So, do we just like pivot and go Italian? Can you do that on Thanksgiving? Sure, you can. Hmm. Get some Ippolitos. They're not. I don't think these places are open on Thanksgiving. Get it the day before. Uh, Day before. I just want to say that you have your own notes today. For some reason, outside of the run of show, which is making me a little nervous. You've never brought in your own little note cards. Well, I usually write them on the with sheet. With your thoughts and such. Well, I usually write them on the sheet, but I didn't have time to do is that Is there going to be gotcha moments during this particular episode? Yes. The, there's going to be questions from the panel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Right. Reach out to us on the voicemail text line. Come straight to my smartphone, 770-464-6024. Please include your name and city uh, where you are listening so we can give you a proper pop peep. Salute. Let's go ahead and check it right now at the top of the show. What do you think? Okay. All right. And I find that that sets the tone to be very depressing for the show. That would be no. Great. Reach out. 770. That number again. 464-6024. On the way to the Appen Media Group, Appen Podcast Network, 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta in Alfreda, Georgia. What was your hype song on the way here as you reference your uh, your little your little <laughs> side cards again that I have not seen? I don't know what's coming here. I'm going to flip over my side cards. So ready for this? My hype song was Charlie Pride, Kiss an Angel Good Morning. Wow. That was my favorite moment from the CMAs. Wow. I'm serious. I loved it. He is the cutest thing. He's cute as a button. I want to hang out with him. I want to drive him places. I want to take him to his doctor appointments. I just love him. I love him so much. He's so cute. I've always loved him. But he was just so sweet and so kind and like gentle when he came out there. And he was just so sweet. And here's the best part. A couple of things about Charlie Pride. Um, he is one of only three black artists to become a member of the Grand Ole Opry. With Darius. And I, I forgot the other person. This is from from an older artist mm. and aside from that this there's is only like, three you couldn't you couldn't come with three well i couldn't come with the third okay sorry um he's also a part owner of the texas rangers i did not know that fascinating and here's my favorite favorite part his wife rosane and he referenced her in his speech i just want to thank my wife rosane and he told a story about when rosane rosine rosane went to rosone rosine anyway she went to um one of his old manager's houses and the manager was saying that, you know, that Rosine's so pretty. And I just thought after that, like if I could have another child, I'm going to name it Rosine. Is that the best like Southern country artist name you've ever heard? You keep that one. <clears throat> you keep that one. Rosine. Oh. oh, that song was released back in 1971. And after the CMA awards, cause he performed it. And, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Allen, Jimmy Allen was a part yeah, of that it was as well. Fabulous. It was very, it was a very cool uh, part of the show. He hit number 23 on the iTunes country download chart. Charlie Pride. Love that. I bet that's the first time he has ever charted on the Apple iTunes download chart. It just has that 70s like Conway Twitty vibe where he was and when he was singing it, he just was like, oh, my gosh, it was just so good. 
All right, we'll add that one to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Yes. What was your hype song? I bet it was a little more hypey than that, huh? Another song that you heard and saw performed on the CMA Awards. Uh, Thomas Rhett, what's your country song? If you remember... Did he sing that? Did he not? Awards? Maybe he didn't. Or he has... Well, there was a commercial for it. How about that? Yes. So technically it counts. Yes. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Walker Hayes song called 90s Country. Yes. That he released back in maybe two, three years ago. Yep. Uh, I think he... Thomas Rhett and this new song from him called What's Your Country Song, he name checks like a dozen, if not dozen, I have maybe two dozen country songs Yeah, from all different generations. I think there's something about like Thomas Rhett, like when these artists, we've talked about it lately, when they get rolling in these projects, it's just great music. I mean, he cannot, right now, he just can't put out bad music. It's like they're really in this good groove or pocket. A lot of these artists where... I think they're just riding like crazy. You know, we talked about on the last pod how Tyler Hubbard's been quarantined on his bus because he had COVID. That's why you did not see him on the CMAs. He's written like six songs and he was playing. Since he got quarantined? Yes. And he was playing a couple of them. And it was fascinating because, he, you know, he's showing his setup and it's it's very similar to our setup here in the studio doing podcasting. You know, he's got a mic. He's got a small board and, and a, a Mac computer. I mean, it's amazing that they that how songs are written now, you know, and I'm sure he, you know, he said he wrote, I mean, he wrote, he had, sh- he showed a couple of the lyrics. He wrote a beautiful song about his dad. He said that COVID had them all in his feels. So I think it's great. I mean, we've talked about it before. I think it's a great time for music. I think there is some awesome music coming out. You look at the Morgan Wallen double album. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a lot of music. And so these, as we've said, and we said at the beginning of the pandemic, there is a lot of creativity that's going to come out of this time, and and we're seeing it. It's great. So at the CMA Awards, Eric Church got Entertainer of the Year after so exciting. 15 years in the business. And the CMA Award for Entertainer of the Year goes to Eric Church. There was ever a year not to win this award. Um, this award this year has been about the loss of this year. Loss of life, loss of playing shows, loss of freedom, loss of kids being in school. You know what the win is? The win is we all were here tonight together as country music, in person, live, not on Zoom. And um, I think, I believe this, I really believe this. It's going to be music that brings us out of this. Politicians are about division. Music is about unity. And... Um, I got a bunch of stuff to say, but I didn't think I was going to win this. So thank you guys very much. So, so church right there. I, I have a lot of things to say, but I didn't expect I was going to win this. So I'm glad he didn't say the, the rest of the stuff because I think it probably would have gotten a little political. But I think, oh, what a great speech. Yeah. I mean, even his acceptance speech is is poetic, just like his songwriting. It's fabulous. You know, the hair, though, you were impressed. Oh, I loved it. Looked oh like Burt Reynolds, Marty Stewart. I thought it looked like Marty Stewart. Totally channeling Marty Stewart and some hot dad. I mean, really good. You know, he he's had a couple of looks. He's had, a, you know, he has his chief look with the short hair and the the aviators. And then he had, for a while, he had that nutty professor look going, where he'd wear like the um, the turtlenecks and like the reading glasses. And this was like seventies Burt Reynolds, Marty Stewart. I mean, I'm here for it. It was fabulous, start to finish. Great. So, so, so proud of him. Now, listen, he did not drop the surprise double album. That I thought he was going to, but Morgan Wallen did. He did. So, so your, your your intel that you were feeling the double album was there. You just didn't know who. 
I would rather Eric Church get an Entertainer of the Year win from the Country Music Awards than a double album. The double yeah. album, the new music will come in due time. We know what's coming. He's been writing, you know, during the pandemic, just like you were talking about. But you have so few opportunities to win the Entertainer of the Year award, the biggest of them all. And he did. And and just like a fan, we were sitting there. I didn't I didn't think he was going to win. I know. We talk a lot about block voting with award shows and how that happens where record labels uh, all tell their people, listen, we're going to vote for this artist in this category. We're going to vote for this artist in this category. And that's the way a lot of the uh, awards are are determined. Block voting. Sony Music Nashville won every, I want to say every single award. Wow. But Entertainer of the Year, which went to Eric Church and EMI. Hmm. So uh, I, I I was screaming. I literally, like a fan, I was, I was throwing my fist in the air and I was screaming. And uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I was so excited that he finally got that award that, that, that come on, that he so deserves. Yeah. And it's well-deserved and exactly. And I think that I, I thought it was a great show. I know that the numbers were down on the show, but I thought it was such a great show because, you know, there was, as Reba sings, there was life out there, you know, in the audience there, most of the artists were sitting in the audience at kind of like cocktail tables. And um, it was great. And you again, you could just tell that everyone on that stage is, itching and dying to get back out to perform for people because it was again one of those situations where when the song ended it was almost like they didn't want to stop playing you know it was just great i thought it was great are we going to talk about right now the wink with the uh, we can do that why don't you take it I, I missed this entirely and then you mentioned it to me as it was going on yeah. as it was going on when eric church um was named entertainer of the year everybody obviously because like i said the artists were sitting down around each other just like they are in the audience, but they were more closer to the stage and at cocktail tables. And when he was announced, everyone stood up and you saw Carrie Underwood. I told you at the time, I go, did you see that side eye? Because I saw it live. But now they're saying it was more of a wink. And it was kind of, everyone's trying to figure out what it was. At first, people thought it was like a seductive wink toward Eric Church. It wasn't. She was either winking to someone off camera and there's speculation that it was either Reba or... Um, Miranda, you know, because everybody thought thinks all the time that Carrie deserves, deserves and is going to win. Entertainer of the Year. And I think there was, I mean, this is, listen, we don't know. So this is all speculation. Here's what has been bantered about is that she sort of winked over at Miranda like, yep, the boys win it again. You know, we know us girls are deserving, but they have to give it to a guy. Or was the wink like, if there was ever a year not to win it, this was it. I'm okay with it. I don't know. It was very interesting. Or maybe was it just nothing? You know how we are. You know, there's always this controversy with, and there has been in the past with some of the CMA shows, and maybe not CMA, it may have been the ACMs or whatever. And there was that time when there was the Faith Hill, Martina, Carey situation. Refresh me about that. So Carey won, and I can't remember, it may have been female entertainer. Or female, she won something, and <laughs> excuse me, they caught Faith Hill rolling her eyes. Would you like some water, Donna? Please. <coughs> That's like Reba and her cough. While you get some water, I'll play this clip, Reba from the uh, CMAs. It, it's one of the highest honors anyone in country music could ever receive: the Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award. <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> Not a good time to do that, is it? So true. 
Anytime you cough now or anything, it's like you, People have, look at you, strange. you, you have to be like, I'm, I do, I'm not COVIDed. I do not have COVID. But anyways, so there's always been those things where people try to read into, you know, and it's supposedly Faith Hill had to send Carrie like flowers or something because hers was very obvious, if you recall. She was standing backstage. She had just performed and she like gave the hugest eye roll like, ugh. but with this, I don't know. I don't know if she could have, you know, she could have been like winking at uh, her husband off camera. Who knows? What's your take on it? I don't have one. I watched it probably six times. I, I, I rewound it, paused it, took some screen grabs, posted them even on social media. I, I think she had some in her eye. I don't. There was something there. There was I think definitely she had thick mascara there. or mm. thick, thick uh, lashes or something. There's something there. And sometimes there's, you know, like everybody doesn't always just get along in Nashville for whatever reason. So the awards were held at the Music City Center in downtown Nashville. I thought they were going to be at Bridgestone Arena for some reason, but it's like a th- much smaller thing if you're listening here in Atlanta, Georgia World Congress Center, or uh, even uh, uh, in Duluth. What is it over there? The, uh, oh, the Gwinnett Arena. Yeah, or, yeah. Pla- you know, a place energy, like that. Infinite energy. Uh, the people in the audience, as Donnie mentioned earlier, socially distanced, but those were uh, the tables filled by artists and, uh, and nominees. The opening number, there were some great tributes, I thought. I thought the award show overall was fantastic. I really, I, I really, did really, really did. Uh, I, I wanted them to do a lot of live stuff, and they did. Uh, so you had the opening tribute to Charlie Daniels. You had Brothers Osborne and Dirks Bentley. Dirks has a, is, is looking for a haircut or a pair of scissors, apparently. Again, I, he looks fabulous. Ashley McBride was a part of that. Jason Aldean on The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Uh, later in the show, John Party covered Joe Diffie's Pickup Man, which is a great song. And then Little Big Town did a tribute to, uh, to Kenny Rogers, which I thought fell flat. But we laugh about... Little Big Town, and, and they're super, super talented. But for whatever reason on award shows, they are the band, the group that is picked for the tribute or in memoriam section. And they always do a great Second. job. They, they they always do an amazing job. They've become like when you see them, and I love, I, I do love them, but I think sometimes when you see them, it looks like it's like an ABBA type feel. You've got the two guys and the two girls. You forget who's married to who. Are all of them married? No, they're not. I mean, it's just, I don't know. They're all like in, uh, they're kind of, yeah, they, like they've done the Eagles tribute. That I mean, every single award show they're picked. You think they're ever just like, no, screw it. We want to sing our own music. We want to sing pontoon. And they're like, no, 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 no. We got to queue you up for the Kenny Rogers. Yeah, we need what you was for. This, what was the song that they, they, they did for Kenny? I mean, it wasn't The Gambler. It wasn't uh, Six Pack. It wasn't... It, I can't Daytime remember. Friends. It was a it was a, a slower song. Yeah, I just it was, wish they picked a, a better song for Kenny. It was from his earlier days, but I mean, they wanted to show, I, I guess, off their ability to harmonize and so forth, which they're very good. They hadn't done that enough through the years. Let's talk about Ashley McBride. Okay, there's always an Ashley McBride at every event, every concert. I think I've been an Ashley McBride. At a, you have you have definitely been at a concert where the people behind you are just like, why is this person sitting sit in down. front of me sit down sit down you don't need to sing every song you don't need to hold your beer in the air and sway she's going to burn us down with her lighter i mean when they went when they would go to the audience shot and, and you can't mistake her because she kind of has that cruella Deville like stripe in her hair mm. and the tattoos and i mean she is an amazing artist but i mean it could be like the most somber performance and she was swaying with that wine glass in her hand. It was hilarious. I think at some point somebody came over and like whispered, and you're like, listen. Ashley, sit down. Yep. Sit we, down. We've got enough coverage of you. She was catcalling, too, during during some, uh, uh, like when winners were announced, you'd hear someone in the audience like do oh, a yeah. catcall. And it was Ashley McBride. 
like from the back of the room. Yeah. All in the moment. Uh, here's how the night shaped up. Maren Morris, uh, the night's biggest winner. She got uh, three awards uh, for the Bone single and song of the year and also female vocalist, which I thought was uh, deserving for Maren. I do too. The The performance she did of the Bones was very stripped. It was it was different. It was definitely a different arrangement. It was great. Uh, second year in a row that Old Dominion has won for group of the year. Second year in a row that Dan and Shay has uh, won for duo of the year. Second year in a row that Luke Combs has won for male vocalist of the year. 10,000 Hours, which Dan and Shay did with Justin Bieber. Fabulous. Was uh, recorded at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. In L.A. Just yep. heads up about that. Uh, what else do we got uh, about the show? Uh, lowest rated CMA award show like in, in the history of award shows or something. Down yeah. 37% year to year. I don't think people were expecting a lot. I think people were expecting to go into it the way the other award shows have gone down with like very few performances, kind of, again, somber, no one in the crowd. But I thought it was a great show. I well, really maybe, do. Maybe this, Donna, maybe people watched the ACMs like I did and were like, oh, what? how disappointing is this? What a waste of I time. I think that was part of it. And maybe they thought the CMA Awards were going to kind of do nearly the same thing, which they didn't. There was a live element, which I truly, truly love. You mentioned Morgan Wallen. Let's touch on that. Uh, we are not getting a double album from Eric Church, but turns out Morgan Wallen is going to uh, drop one. He was also named CMA New Artist of the Year. The, Love it. You can pre-order it starting this Friday, November 20th. It's not going to be available uh, until I think like early January. Uh, January 8th. Yes, 2021. Um, three songs are going to be available as Insta tracks on November 20th when you pre-order it. 30-track double album and includes a collaboration with Chris Stapleton. Yeah, that's great. Chris Stapleton did a performance, too, with Morgana, who I like to call Yoko Ono. I mean, she's not going anywhere. That he's not going. And he's not going anywhere. She's not going. But isn't that great? Isn't that endearing, though? Fabulous. Fabulous. I determine a little sarcasm. I, I, I just, detect a little sarcasm, Donna. I just wonder if his band is like, here she comes. Shaking. I don't know that his band has ever known a time when she wasn't on the bus. Yeah. You know, they, they don't know a life without Chris Stapleton's wife on the bus. Someone asked me if we had ever met him and like what his beard smelled like. And his hair is so soft. We've talked about this before. I mean, it is like golden locks of loveliness. It's not crunchy or mm. weird or like smelly. He smells good. Remember, we've talked about this. What would you say? Notes of patchouli and Notes, uh, some woods, mm -hmm. maybe some pine. Yep. In his beard. But very, very soft, luxurious hair. Not what you would think. Dinner Affair is a great place to go to get time back with your family. Dinner Affair. Meals that are affordable. Meals that are healthy, delicious, easy to prepare. Dinners tailored for all ages and tastes. Kids love, our kids do love that the spicy sauces and the onions and other ingredients separate uh, for your pickiest, uh, pickiest eaters. Two to three easy steps to get dinner on the table. Always 100% guarantee. Here's how it comes to your home. It comes contactless. With contactless delivery, they tell you when they're coming after you place your order at dinneraffair.com. 15 new meals uh, every month on the menu. You choose the ones that you want. They deliver them to your, your patio or to your garage. Uh, and then you unpack them, put them in the freezer. But there's a simple recipe card that is inside the meal. It tells you exactly the three, maybe four steps that, that you need to do in order to get this dinner on the table. They've done all the chopping for you. So every single ingredient that you need to prepare the dinner that you ordered is already separated into bags. So you can add what you want, leave out what your kids don't. Dinner Affair ships nationwide. No contract, money back guarantee. Always have a fresh home cooked meal ready when you need it most. Dinneraffair.com, dinneraffare.com, $30 off your first 
uh, purchase, your first order when you enter the promo code CADDY at checkout and gift cards with Dinner Affair. Uh, always become popular this time of the year. Dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. We had the uncorked concert at the Painted Horse Winery and Vineyards over the weekend in Milton, where we live. And Joanna Cotton performed with Eric Church on the CMA Awards. Uh, hell of a view, his new song. And then literally Joanna Cotton drove to Milton and we spent some time with her uh, before the concert to talk about behind the scenes at the CMA Awards, the electricity when Eric Church was named Entertainer of the Year. And I, of course, started the conversation by asking in the song Bad Mother Trucker, let's put this to rest. We finally have someone here. We have access to someone who actually sang on the record. Does Eric Church drop that E? R-E-S-P-C-T. Remember from a few podcasts yes. ago, maybe a couple of months ago, we had this yes. conversation. I say that he drops it. Uh, we'll see. Listen now. See what Janet Cotton has to say about it. You're good. <laughs> take your shoes off, Joanna Cotton. Donna. Girl, I got to keep this booby holder up. It's not like So uh, fresh off the stage here at Uncourt, we're at uh, Painted Horse Winery. And uh, have a seat here in the middle of it, if you don't mind, with Joanna Cotton. Um, thank you for coming. What a show. So much fun. I had the time of my life tonight. It's been such a year where, you know, we can't get to the people and to see everybody come out and support support me tonight. And, you know, usually I just see them with Eric, but it's it means the world to me to have these people show up and be able to hug their neck and, you know, just send some love their way and... See them smile and see them all gather again in the way that they can, you know, the best way we can. We, we were outside, social distance, and, you know, it, it was just it's such a weird world that we're living in, but it's great to see the music speak to people. You know what I saw tonight? I saw, like, this amazing connection, and it was it's so interesting from the stage to be able to say, like, Who's here from the church choir? And they love you. They love you. <laughs> they do. And I, I have to ask you, like, as a as a female in the industry, what's it like? Like, what's it like touring with Eric and his band? And I know he is so kind to you. He is. And he's, he, he's a lover of, like, <laughs> awesome, ballsy female singers, which you are. And, like, what is that like to tour with a bunch of guys, but to really know the fact that you are, and I believe this, Joanna, you are as important to the audience as Eric is. No, oh, thank you very much for saying that. You know, when I first started, uh, I didn't ever think it would go as far as it's gone. But Eric embraced me, and we've gone down a road together musically because I was managed by his manager, and that's how we ended up meeting. And he heard my record, and he said, this girl didn't get a fair shot. And he gave me the spotlight, and he gave me the spotlight, and he gave me the spotlight until the fans said, oh, Joanna Cotton. Yeah, Joanna Cotton. It was just over and over again until they just embraced me to the point that it's become this thing. You know, at first I just thought I was going to do guest appearances, and I was kind of a, you know, one of the boys, <laughs> but right. and it was hard, and because it's, you know, it's a it's a boys club out there. <laughs> Um, and there aren't very many females that tour with no. Eric, um, it, even in the crew, in the staff, everything. So I'm uh, definitely a minority. But as the time has gone on, the boys have really accepted me into the family. And now we are one big family. 
And um, Eric has been so gracious to share his stage with me. It's not just ooh and ah in the background. Eric loves me. He admires me. And he has given me a chance like no other person probably on the planet would have ever done for me. So That's amazing <laughs> to have someone who believes in your career that's that right much. yeah and you are and I, and I watched you tonight you're classically trained you went to Juilliard you're not just some backup singer ooh and, <laughs> and on you're an amazing singer and I I commend you because I think to be on the road now in 2020 with an artist that big and to have that kind of platform <laughs> you have your own shine aside from him and I think that's amazing for you it really is and Sometimes it just blows me away. I start thinking about the history of music. And, you know, there's Mary Clayton's and there are um, Lisa Fisher's and there are these background singers that are icons. But I don't think that anybody in the history of music, and I'll go that far, uh, has ever given their background singer the spotlight like Eric has done for me. So we've had a lot of conversations on the podcast, Joanna, about uh, Bad Mother Trucker, and I want to set the record straight here because I um, the I first time take a drink to this the, one. the first time I heard the song, yeah. I kept going back to one minute and eighteen seconds in. Okay, I went, I did it so many times. I know the mark, and I say that Eric dropped the E when he sings R E S, what should be R E S P E C T. Yes, but it is what, actually what happened goes, to the E. R-E-S-P-C-T. Thank you. Thank you. Where's the E? I don't know if he forgot it. Maybe he was drinking too much Jack Daniels. But he definitely forgot it. But I said we're gonna we're finally gonna be able to put this to rest because someone that actually sang on the damn record, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go there. Uh, Entertainer of the Year, uh, just last week, uh, after 15 years of of Eric Church and uh, so many misses in that category. Yeah. Um, where were you when you heard Reba say Eric Church, and what was your first reaction? So, it's been so many years, and I am so musically connected with Eric that when he doesn't get it, it breaks my heart, too. And so I've been there, and we've been going to celebrations, and he, we thought he would get it, and then he didn't. And so this year, with it being COVID, I honestly just didn't think that they were ever going to give it to him. So, uh, you know, we had to test and we went through all of this stuff for COVID and we were kind of stuck in this little pipe and drape, drape section with a monitor. And when we got off the stage, we all just went home and I didn't even know it. I went to dinner and my phone just blew up and I said, I oh, mean, I can't believe it. They actually gave it to him. Then my heart kind of sunk a little bit because because of this year, we weren't able to get together and do a, a huge celebration for an award that Eric should have gotten a long time ago. Uh, and, you know, I respect and admire anybody in the industry that can get to that level, but I've stood beside Eric on so many nights and I've seen him give absolutely everything he has for four hours at a time. And after the double down, you know, he broke so many records and, you know, it wasn't just the stadium attendance. It wasn't just attendance records. He was also the number one grossing tour over the Rolling Stones, over so many people throughout that year. And I, I was just shocked, you know, that 
uh, you can never deny the things that Garth Brooks has done in his career. And he will always be entertainer of a lifetime. I mean, Garth has broken so many records, but I knew how hard we worked that year, last year. And I knew how hard, you know, Eric and all the heart and soul. And so I really thought last year would be the year. But for him to get it this year, it's like, check. You know what? He can put that trophy up there. We've done it. And maybe, maybe it lagged for a year. But we got it. We got it. And I'm so proud for him because he deserves that award. Uh, he, he gives his heart and soul. And, and he definitely deserves that award. And I know, you know, there are so many artists that, that, that are deserving, but I'm a little bit partial. So. <laughs> As you should be, though. But you know what? While it may be partial from, from your point of view... But when you talk about what he did on that tour, and yeah. when you talk about the album sales, and when you talk about the showmanship, which a lot of people forget right. is actually, if you read the rules in the CMA, <laughs> showmanship should be, is, is a pretty big percentage or should Absolutely. be a, a lot of that. And I'll tell you what, uh, a big part of that, when I watch the people, uh, they come there and they wait. And they, it doesn't matter if it is snowing. It doesn't matter what's going on outside. They wait in that line, and they are very loyal to Eric just to get in the door, to be first up there. And he has played for four hours at a time, yeah. and nobody no, leaves. And no, nobody's nobody ever done leaves. that. But That's nobody's right. ever done that That's before, right. Joanne. So, you know, if that doesn't deserve Entertainer of the Year, I don't know how you – I don't know what you say about that. <laughs> you know, and what I love about this whole conversation is I think there are a lot of people who – as females say stuff about male performers, but they may not mean it. You mean it. This is a good guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I know enough about you to know that you're not going to say if it's, if it's not real and this is totally authentic and he is what he says he is. And he lays his freaking soul on the line on the stage every night. And I just, I, I think it's amazing, and I'm so proud of him. And I don't think, people have said, oh, you know, is, does 2020 take anything away? No, it doesn't. He's and still, I think it actually means more, because you really have to have a connection to your fans in 2020. Absolutely. To have won that award. You're right. I'm just so proud of him. You know, I, I, he finally, you know, I had my own solo career, and then, you know, the good Lord just sent me down this path with Eric, and I never thought my life would look like this and the success would come in this way. But I can relate to him in the fact that when you dream as a kid, you always dream about Entertainer of the Year from the CMA Awards. That's the biggest you can get. And he got it. He did. And, <laughs> and I, 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 it just gives me chills. It really does. I'm so happy for him. I would rather have that than a double album. <laughs> um, because... Because, oh, Cadillac, here you go fishing again. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Because, well, but, but here's the thing. You know, the music will come in due time. That's the right. music will come in due time. No, we're always going to have okay, music for the fans. Question. I mean, Eric's never going to run out of ideas. I can promise here's you that. Here's my question. You ever get like, have you ever gotten really mad at him where you don't talk to him for a couple of days? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably wouldn't want to know it, but. Like, there, you like that asshole. Uh, you know what? There are a couple of times on the double down when he would challenge me with songs. And, yeah, um, you're just like. It's hard because, honestly, on the double down, those songs that we did that were just off lot. the cuff, I had two hours notice. It's a lot. And, you know, I'm singing them in front of fifteen or 20,000 people, but he challenged me in that way. 
And we never fell on our faces. I mean, some were better than others. But I would have never sung half of that stuff if Eric didn't challenge me to do it. So I think any time that somebody's challenging you, you can probably get a little irritated at them at times. But just because I'm a perfectionist, so I would love to be able to, you know, I've had those songs earlier so that I could, you know, wear them out in my mind. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes maybe off the cuff off is better. Much better. And that's one thing that Eric's done for me is to kind of draw me out of that perfectionism and just go, Joe, just go up there and have fun. Because that oh really God, is what that. he does, you know? I love that. When you were um, recording the, the song, there were 28 songs in 28 days, we think. You won't confirm that. Um, <laughs> but it was pre-pandemic. You were telling me last night. There was actually January yeah. and February, and you guys were in Banner Elk, which is up near Boone, which is yep. um, uh, up near Appalachian State, where he went to school, and, and he's from Grant Falls right down the street. Um, you were telling me that they, were, that they would write literally all day and all night, and you were like hanging out in the city getting your nails done and you get a text <laughs> yeah. and you get they paid you yeah. they'd send Joanna Cotton a page or something saying we need you it's That's time it. so they would yeah. write you were telling me they would write the song and then they would call you in and they would record it right there yeah so basically the process that happened was Eric had a group of writers it would be different writers every week and um, they would come in on the buses and uh, they would write a song during the day and we would start about six or seven at night and uh, we would cut the song. So it never went into what the Nashville system calls it a demo. So you like write a song and then you demo it and you see if it's gonna make your record. These went directly from a work tape that was written that day to, to the record. Fascinating. And, and Eric, we did it all live. We really did. Uh, the guys would come up with parts and then uh, I would sit right there next to Eric and I would sing along with him live. And that's how we cut the record. And so the parts that we, we put on the record and that made the record uh, were just 100% off the cuff. Can't wait to hear him. Can we talk about Donna, you? Donna, Can Joanna, Donna. Can we talk about Donna. your guy? Can we talk about your what? boyfriend? We're uh, honestly, all of us at the winery are obsessed with him because he loves you so much. And he's so sweet. Like, he... He is just here to like, I swear, he is like, what can I do to make Joanna happy today? That's the sign of a good man, honey. I swear to God. God, he might be a keeper, honey. Hey, what, uh, what color is that G wagon out there? Uh, this is a beautiful maroon. Is it? I'm colorblind, but when <laughs> I walk by that thing, I was like, maroon. "Wow, yes, yes. that is a." I mean, it might be Arkansas red. I don't want to offend any okay. of Alabama right. fans, but I did grow up a hog fan. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. We'll do it. So here's my female to female question. Are you ever, because you are Juilliard trained and you're an amazing singer on your own, are you ever like, you know what, I, and I know what you talked about earlier, and, and you are not just a backup singer, but are you ever like, I do I want to work with other people? Am I, you know what I mean? Like, is this, am I good with what I'm doing? Or, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that it's grown organically for me with Eric. Um, I never... I think there are going to be more things to come for me. Uh, when I left Juilliard, it was a very hard decision because I know that I could have gone far in the classical world, but those weren't my people, and that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I moved to Nashville. I got my record deal. I got my publishing deal. And um, then my path, you know, I'm a very strong believer, and I believe that things happen for a reason. And I believe that... Uh, why it didn't happen for me at Warner, I don't know. 
uh, but I never ever would have written the story like it's happened. So that tells me God's in control and he writes the story because I would have never thought that uh, it would have been the bad kind of church that would have gotten me the recognition that it's gotten me. No, I, to- I totally agree. And I don't mean that in it, you know no, what I'm, no, I you totally know what I'm agree. saying. It's like you know, you know, things happen, things happen, and this is true for like pass open and close. They for do, a reason. they and do. You know and what I, it doesn't take away anything from your talent because I, like I've said before, I think that you are as important as Eric Church. Oh, thank you, stage. thank you very much. I mean, Eric has opened up that platform for me. And I'm I'm very blessed, and I you know I I do believe that that door opened for a reason, and I do believe that you know I'm supposed to be there with Eric, and and if I thought any different, uh, because it was so wild how the door opened, and as far as it's gone, it's just like you know I can't write this story, yeah, you know, and uh, so I know it's the right place, and have there been times where it's been hard, and I thought I don't know how much longer I can do this. Yeah, but I think every artist goes through that in their own way. And I think there's going to be another level of things to come with Eric. I think him musically. I think me musically. I think uh, there, there's just, it's, there's going to be exciting things to come if we can ever get back to it. There you go. So, it is coming. And when, it's we, coming. when we get It's coming. It's coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you. So great to see you. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, for everything. And yeah. congratulations. Thank you, guys. And be well and be safe. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Big thanks to Appa Media Group, to Cherry Street Brewing, to Even hotels, uh, IHG International Hotel Group, and uh, Q Barbecue for their support of Uncork, the first of many to come. We're back next spring with an entire concert series, but to have Joanna Cotton. You know, we laughed. Remember the time we laughed on the podcast about Leroy Parnell? Yes. When we were huge, and all, still are, but like when we had friends that own country clubs in Atlanta and they were looking to book people, yes. we'd be like, book Leroy Parnell. He's fabulous. Just because we wanted yeah. to party with Leroy Parnell. Yeah. I will be totally honest with you, with the Uncorked concert series, the first one that we just had over the weekend, Joanna Cotton was that for me. There were moments where it was a little uncomfortable, where I think she was like, can somebody do something with this man who just... I've always loved her. I know, but it's like you have this thing. It's like like with Winona, you had it. Tell your Winona story. Which one? Well, when we were backstage... We were late? Yes. And you just... The, it was just like a, an embrace that lasted too long. And she was trying to get on stage. And you were trying to, I'll tell you what happened, is you were trying to touch her hair. I was not trying to touch Winona's hair, but when Winona kind of, uh, she owns a room, we'll say. Yes, commands. Her presence, thank you, her mm-hmm. presence. And um, I think I brushed her hair. And we were late getting back there to say hello to her. And she was needing to get on stage pretty quickly. And I, I think I brushed her hair, like with my, my fingers or something. Didn't go well. And she was like, Cadillac Jack, mama's got to go work, don't touch the hair. And she was gone. Like she spun around. You know, she always wore all black and like still Elvis. does. Mm-hmm. Or Johnny Cash even. Yeah. And she had like one of those big roper black, you know, coats on or whatever. Yes. And she spun around like Batman and she was gone on stage. Yeah. Mama, Cadillac Jack, mom's got to go to work. Mom's got to go to work. Don't. She told you, do not touch the hair. I was just like, really? That was a period of my life when I was pregnant with someone, of course. And. I had the misfortune to be bigger than Winona in the picture that came back. Oh, from backstage? Yes. It was like, how did that happen? I mean, I was pregnant, but the shot was taken from like the waist up. So it wasn't clear in the photo that I was pregnant, but I was definitely bigger than Winona. And I'm like, "Mm." Winona has a great spirit. She has a fabulous spirit, but she means business and don't touch her hair once it's set. And it's showtime. It's showtime. 
Something for all your home needs and all at great prices. Gallery furniture in Gainesville. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master bedroom, or a sofa for your living room, Gallery Furniture in Gainesville has you covered with many brands and styles. They also offer financing. It's a short drive to uh, Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. The Wolfman Legacy still lives on. Of course, you can ask for Donna and ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn. Uh, Monarch Table and Chairs plus a bench, 849 Voyager by Catnapper. You get the sofa, love seat. For $16.29, pick your color, brandy, slate, or elk recliners, and $2.99, tons of bedding options, too, at Gallery Furniture. They also have a great selection of just desks and, like, um, tables and, you know, nightstands and that kind of thing. Um, you can rotate those in into different areas of your home. If, if you don't want to have, like, a complete matchy-matchy set and you just want some, you know, different looks, they've got a lot of those. And home desks are important right now. A lot of us are back kind of worrying about are we going to be working at home. Kids are sort of coming back home, and they're also home for the holidays. And, you know, you I, I will tell you from a personal standpoint, for a while I was looking for a desk and ended up getting it at gallery. Desks are expensive um, when you go to look at these like office desks and stuff. So Donna and them will work with you. And if you're kind of trying to convert like a nook in your house into a little office, like I used to have a closet office, perfect. You can get a great size for that. So they also have those as well. And rocking chairs to rock on the front porch. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Gallery furniture, locally owned business. And those are the type businesses that we love to partner with on this podcast. It is my second act with Caddy and Donna. You want to have a conversation that we're not, uh, we'll certainly have it. We're going to do quite well handling this conversation, but I'm not really prepared to be honest with you. Well, there's nothing to be prepared for. It's just some thoughts I have. Okay. Carl Carl Lentz was the pastor at Hillsong. Correct. And um, so Hillsong is a, is a, is an Australian church that was started, um, a while, a long time ago. And Carl Lentz was the head pastor for the branch, I say branch, of the church in New York City. And he's also very, um, very well known. They've called him like the um, celebrity spiritual guru. He's the one who um, baptized Dwayne Wade famously in a bathtub in Vegas. And he worked with Justin Bieber. They had a falling out during the time when Justin and Selena were going through a bunch of stuff. And anyways, he is incredibly well known and he's traveled around the country and he speaks and he's kind of, they've called him the rock and roll preacher because he very much admits to things that have happened in his past and that um, anyone can be granted grace at any time. And he just, he has always preached from a very um, transparent place, always has. And I saw him, he actually came to Atlanta and he preached at Passion City. And I went and saw him because I'm a huge fan. Um, I read his book. I I, I just, I I think he's great. And he is now, he has now been let go from Hillsong um, because it came out that he had moral failures. And so the moral failure that came out was that he was having an affair. He has a wife and three kids. She, She was also let go. Yes, because she is also a pastor at the church. And he evidently met some woman, allegedly, at the dog park in New York and started kind of like a sordid affair. Um, And she has come out and said that they did drink some alcohol together and all this stuff went on. She said they drank a a shit ton of tequila. Well, yeah. I mean, to be a pat, he's a very heavy drinker. Yeah. So the question is on this. What's the question? What is your expectation? Of your pastor, pastor, 
is your expectation of your pastor what you grew up with and that it's, you know, the, the deacons of the church or the these revered men in the community, you know, are we blind to the fact that that life is life and life is gritty and life um, has challenges? And do we hold people to, you know, standards that that are that are just unachievable? You know, and I know that this is like a lightning rod conversation because some people, you know, believe that if you're preaching and telling other people and pat and he said that I counsel people on what I was participating in. Um, so I don't know. Does it make it worse because he didn't come clean and they found out? And how you, do you were telling me how they found out the messages were on the cloud? Yeah, it's my understanding that he had like a church phone mm. and, and his phone and the messages were run through the. Hill, Hill song iCloud or something. And so a deacon or, you know, I don't, somebody, the church secretary, somebody's dials up the folder. Well, I don't even know what that is, but gets to the iMessages and boy, is she shocked when she sees Pastor Lentz talking about this lady's puppy dog. Hmm. And I'm not talking about the one that was at the park on the leash. <laughs> She's probably like, I have to go home early just so she go home and read them like in the bathroom. And then she probably couldn't stand up. Her legs were like, had gone numb, you know, from sitting there. Like, Scrolling through Like we talked about the other day. I don't know. I'm I'm very torn on this whole thing. I am not saying that I agree with it and I think it's the greatest thing in the world, but I will say he has always preached from a very gritty place. You know, he was one of the first preachers who they had a church in Harlem and, the, you know, the church was in an old nightclub. And I always told you when I went to New York, like I'm like, I want to go see him preach, you know, and so I was really excited when I got to see him preach in Atlanta. Um. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Like he's never shied away from the fact that he believes that addicts and um, you know, everyone has a road, has, has a road to forgiveness and has a road to, to spirituality and to God. And so I don't know, I, I understand that maybe he can't lead the church, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens from here. I don't think we've seen the last of him. She said she being the woman at the dog park that he had the affair with said that uh, they, they became very, very close um, and, and they would spend a lot of time, three, four visits a week together. And that he would say to her, you know, I've lost my identity during the pandemic that this is, this was, this happened all during the pandemic started like, you know, late winter of last year. And because and he couldn't preach, he couldn't preach. He wasn't on stage. He wasn't, you know, like you said a moment ago, he's a rock star type preacher. So he wasn't getting that, uh, feedback. He wasn't getting the vibe from the audience and, and adoration, and all of that. Done. Sure. And, and so he struggled with that is what he told her. And so uh, I don't know that this made it any better for him. No, and it's interesting. I mean, I think that just like a performer, I mean, at the end of the day, even the, you know, Jerry Falwell, I mean, they're all, they're, they are preachers for different reasons. But there is something about, I'm sure, being on stage in front of that many people because he was at the, his church was at the Bowery Ballroom in New York. And, you know, there's something, there's, there's a, there's an addiction, there's a feed that you get off that. So I don't know. I just think it's an interesting conversation, you know, to me, it's so different. And it's like the Falwells and the Liberty College fallout. It's different to me that way, because I believe that they were always preaching the opposite that, you know, if you're a sinner, you're a sinner and there is no forgiveness and that kind of thing. And then meanwhile, they're living this completely other sordid life again allegedly but in this case i'm not giving him a pass but i do believe that there is a new generation let me just say that 
of preachers that I know some people who are listening do not believe in, do not care for, do not like, but that I find I enjoy listening to. You know, there's um, one in Miami who's great. Um, And it's just, I, I just think that there's an entire generation that is growing up now who is almost, I don't want to say faithless, but going to church and being in church or hearing that type of message is not as important anymore. I'm not going to say overall, there's plenty of people who that that is, but I do think that's something that's kind of gotten lost and certainly lost through the pandemic. And I think there are a lot of kids who go to small groups, even out here where we are, we have a big mega church, you know, and a lot of kids go to small groups. I think that's probably something that's affected kids during the pandemic. But I do think, you know, I tend to gravitate toward people who admit their, their lives, they're transparent about their lives and that, that say, you don't have to wait. It's kind of like going to the gym. You don't have to wait to lose weight to show up at the gym. You don't have to wait until your life is right to start finding a path, your path to spirituality. I've always believed that, you know, and I've preached that to my kids in my own preaching is that, you know, our God is 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 a God of like grace and hope and forgiveness. So I don't know. It's just very interesting to me. We'll see what happens. But I think he's going to go start his own thing separate from Hillsong. New listeners of the podcast uh, roll in daily, and we love that and are so gracious and grateful and thankful. Uh, many begin their podcast journey with the most recent episode, and if that is you and you are here, hi. But uh, when you have time, remember that you can go back to uh, episode one. Listen anytime you'd like. Podcasts never go away. Unlike radio, you can listen on your own time. So we are just uh, thankful that you find any time during the week to Allow us to spend it with you. We do have a small ask of you. Three things if you are able. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Uh, Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews to the pod. Anything less, just uh, go floss. And number three, show our sponsors some love. And we love the sponsors that uh, allow us to do this. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Dinner Affair. Dinneraffare.com. 30 bucks off your first order when you enter the promo code CADDY. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Part of the Appen podcast network.